0: Hey everybody, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in week after week if you're new to show new to the show every Monday and Thursday there's a new episode streaming through charisma podcast networkcom you can go on the charisma plus app there's over 130 episodes now and you could also go to Apple Podcasts Spotify Google Play pretty much anywhere that podcasts are listened to um, just thank you so much for tuning in faithfully if you've been listening for um, a while now I, so many people have reached out to me saying they've been blessed by this podcast they enjoy it so much and that really means a lot to me. I do not take that lightly. I invest my heart, my time, my energy into this because I am compelled to preach this gospel. It is not something I feel like I have to do. It is something I love to do. I love talking with people from all around the world about Jesus, about how they encounter the Lord, about what He is doing in their heart, about what he is sharing with them in the scriptures, the message they feel that is relevant right now in this time, in this hour, the prophetic words that they are receiving, their wisdom, their their understanding, their experiences in life, their their failures, their, their successes. I love to share that. The anointing of the Holy Spirit is so present when we talk about the Lord. And I love to pour out my heart. You know, The Apostle Paul said, woe is me if I do not preach this gospel. And that is how I feel. I cannot hold it in. Just like Jeremiah said, the word of God is like a fire shut up in my bones. He didn't want to declare it, actually, because he was being persecuted from every side. But he said, I have to share this gospel. It is in in my bones, a word of the Lord is like fire on the inside of me, and I will die if I hold it in. I have that same feeling. My life is busy; I got a lot going on. Lord has me in business as well as doing this podcast, and also, you know, me, we've done a lot of itinerant ministry, done a lot of missions. Right now, we're taking a hold on some of that. Still, do travel and preach locally here and there. But God ha- has me investing in this podcast, and so it's it's my joy when I hear testimonies and people telling me how this has impacted their lives and So I just want to sincerely tell you thank you from the bottom of my heart. And on the last episode, we spoke about how all things have been subjected to Christ because of his finished work, but we do not yet see all things subjected in the natural to Christ. And we are in this interesting time period where God is winning the souls of his people and the lost sheep are coming home and the devil is defeated, but he still has power over the hearts of those who are lost. And there's blinders over their eyes and he is still operating and moving, yet his time is short. And we are saved, but we are still going to be saved from this wretched world and there is so many things like we are glorified but one day we will be fully glorified a manifestation of everything that we truly are already in Christ and so I talk about the already but not yet doctrine how we are already saved but we're also not experiencing full salvation there is a day that we can hope for long for reach towards where we know that Jesus is coming back and we will be raised to life with him and that we will rule and reign in this earth as his people kings and priests in this earth a holy nation God's people and so we have this hope and that's where I've been going on this podcast recently last year I really hammered grace and identity and this year we're doing that as well because that's the core message of the gospel but this year I started out with a series on first love fire and I talked about coming to a place of first to love. And then the last series I ended was on the fear of the Lord, how to rightly discern the fear of the Lord, how to walk in the fear of the Lord, how to have an eternal perspective. And so I'm going deeper and deeper into that here this year on Awakened Podcast. The Lord is highlighting and just bringing this up in me. It's probably why I'm delving into it so deeply here. But I want to talk to you today about the resurrection of the saints. We talk about the resurrection of the Lord. He is the firstborn of the dead, He is the firstfruits of those who are to come those who are asleep and so this is about the resurrection of the saints we will one day be glorified we will be resurrected those who have fallen asleep in Christ or have died in Christ will be raised with a new glorified body and those who are alive will be changed in the twinkling of an eye into a glorified form this is foundational scriptural revelation the first church believed this breathe this ate this, drank this, was consumed with this understanding because they were being beaten, they were being mocked, they were being scourged. So this was at the forefront of their heart and their mind. And I want to bring this out today because it is important that we understand the full ramifications of all that Christ has accomplished for us. And so Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, I'm going to read this. When I first read this scripture, I was mind blown. And so this is Hebrews 6 verses 1 and 2, and it goes like this. Therefore, leaving the elementary teachings about Christ, let us press on to maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of instruction about washings and the laying on of hands, about the resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. So, the writer of Hebrews is literally saying that these things are elementary teaching. It's like what you learned in preschool, not preschool, probably not, but in middle school, like these are the elementary teachings that we all should know. We need to graduate to maturity and talk about other things. But he is saying that repentance from dead works, meaning like just living by faith and not by works. That is an elementary teaching that we hammer time and time again here on this podcast about a laying on of hands, about baptism baptism. baptism, about the resurrection of the dead and Eternal judgment? Like these things are elementary teachings that the writer of Hebrews wants to move beyond. And so I was shocked when I read this. Like, I haven't heard a message on the resurrection of the dead. I haven't heard a message on eternal judgment, like a full blown message. Like, this isn't elementary. This seems to be like the deeper things here in America, you know, where we don't even like to talk about it here every once in a while. And so we need to dive into what the Bible calls elementary because it's not elementary for much of the church today. And so I'm going to read to you. I want to specifically talk today about the resurrection of the dead. You know, this topic doesn't always resonate with everybody because many of us are in good health and we don't struggle in this area. But for those who do, this is a sincere message of hope. Our body is getting older daily and will eventually perish, but our glorified body is perfect. It's glorious. It will never decay. It's the same body that Jesus possesses according to the scriptures. Don't get me wrong. We won't be God one day. Okay, but Jesus was the firstborn of many brethren. Pretty much what that means is, you know that Jesus, he is a glorified man at the right hand of the father. He is fully God. He is fully man. He is not just man. He is fully God. And we won't be God one day, okay? But Jesus' physical body is a glorified human body. Jesus, when he wove himself with humanity, he decided to put himself in a human body. He we, we died with Christ in his physical body, and we were raised with him. And he has a glorified body. He became the firstborn of many brethren. So he was the first one to be glorified in this manner. And now we will follow suit. And that's what the scriptures plainly say talk about. It's beautiful and it says it in many different ways, but I'm going to read to you a large section of scripture right now I'm going to lead you a large section of scripture in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 35 to 57, because I want to dive into this, and it might not make sense completely or all at once, but that's fine, and we're not going to hammer it too too hard here, but we're going to go into it. And, you know, there was this one man, he was at Christ for the Nations when I attended Bible school there, and he was in a wheelchair, and he always believed God for healing, and I believe God for healing constantly. I believe in the supernatural, and we always prayed for this man, but he wasn't receiving his healing. He, was, he would always have to tend to his body daily for hours and hours he he had the, he couldn't go to the bathroom on his own he had wounds on his legs from just constantly sitting and he was just in a very bad physical place and he was like that for years and years and years and i remember one time he started to cry he was always like in pain like there was Times I would see him and he would say, he would, he would go, oh, like you would see that he was in pain and he would groan. And he was just like trying to get past that, that moment where he was just trying to wait for the pain to pass. And he would say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. While the pain was surging through his body, the only thing he could say was, thank you, Jesus. He was so convicting. It was so convicting. It was like, my God, this guy, if he could worship Jesus in the state that he's in, why can't I worship Jesus when I'm, not, when I'm uncomfortable or whatever? And so it, made, it, it pushed me to godliness. And um, one time I could tell he was distraught and he was in tears. And I looked at him and I said, Kim, one day, you are going to have a glorified body. You will never experience pain, sorrow. Your body will be perfect. It will be glorified. It will be exactly how God intended it. And as I shared the gospel with him, because that is the gospel, as I shared the gospel with him, tears welled up in his eyes. And I've never seen somebody react so beautifully to hearing that aspect of the gospel before, because I've never shared it with someone who really needed hope in that aspect of the gospel, that not only are we, forgiven. Not only are we saved from hell and we have eternal security, not only are we the righteousness of God in Christ, free from sin, loved by God that he's pleased with us. No, there is a future hope that this earthly body that is perishable will one day be immortal and we will have a glorified body that will never experience pain, that will never decay. And as I shared that with him, he began to cry and it blessed my heart and it made me realize this needs to be preached, this needs to be shared even though it hardly ever is. So 1 Corinthians 15, verse 35 two fifty-seven. I may stop halfway through. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm going to read this. But someone will say, this is the Apostle Paul. He's saying, but someone will say, how are the dead raised? And with what kind of body do they come? You fool. I love the Apostle Paul calls people fools all the time. You fool that which you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And that which you sow, you do not sow the body which is to be, but a bare grain, perhaps of wheat or of something else. But God gives it a body just as he wished, and to each the seeds of a body of its own. So he goes on and he says, all flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one flesh of mankind, another flesh of animals, another flesh of birds, another of fish. There are also heavenly bodies and earthly bodies, but the glory of the heavenly is one and the glory of the earthly is another. There is one glory of the sun and another glory of the moon and another glory of the stars for stars differs from star in glory. So he's literally just saying there's a difference between an earthly body and a heavenly body that There's there's measures of glory in different kinds of bodies that God created. There's a difference between the sun's glory, the moon's glory, the star's glory, and every star has a different measure of glory. So he's pretty much saying like, hey, the earthly body that you have now is not going to compare to the heavenly body that you will receive. It is going to be glorious. It's going to outshine the brilliance of the body that you have now, especially because this body is subject to perish. And so he goes on to say in verse 42, so also is the resurrection of the dead. So he's now comparing what I just said. I'm now talking about the resurrection of the dead. And he says, it is sown a perishable body, but it is raised an imperishable body. It is sown in dishonor, but it is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness, but it is raised in power. It is sown a natural body and it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body there is also a spiritual body. So also as it is written the first man Adam became a living person. The last Adam which is Jesus was a life-giving spirit. However the spirit is not first. Okay so before I move on here he's literally just stating in different ways the same exact thing. He's saying that there is a perishable body and an imperishable one that is Ending and sown in dishonor because of how it perishes and decays. And there's one that is raised in glory. There's one that is weak and there's one that is all powerful. There's one that is natural and there's one that is spiritual. Um, Not all powerful, excuse me. One that is weak and one that is powerful. One that is sown a natural body and one that is a spiritual body. And he said, if there is a natural body, there's also a spiritual body. So he's just going down this line and he's just layering it. And then he says, however, the spiritual is not first, but the natural, then the spiritual. The first man is from the earth earthy. That's Adam. So he's talking about Adam and Jesus. He's doing the difference between Adam and Jesus. The first man, Adam, is from the earth, earthy. The second man, Jesus, is from heaven. As is the earthy one, so also are those who are earthy, and as is the heavenly one, so also are those who are heavenly. Just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we also will bear the image of the heavenly. That is so beautiful and powerful. Just as we have, have just as we have borne the image of Adam in this earthly natural body, we will also bear the image of Jesus in his heavenly body and heavenly form. Jesus came to restore us. To restore everything that Adam has lost. I truly believe that Adam had a glorified body. And when sin entered in, that's when our bodies began to age and decay and get hurt and get cut and bleed and pain. All of that came During the fall of mankind through the act and the transgression of Adam and Eve. And so Jesus came to restore everything that was broken through that act of transgression. Therefore, Jesus, the perfect one, fully God, fully man, but the man, Christ Jesus, the first fruits of what we will become, we will, we will one day, we were earthy, we bore the image of Adam, and one day we will bear the full image of Jesus Christ with our glorified bodies. All right, so let me go on. These are the last chunk of verses here. I'm at verse 50. Now I say this, brothers and sisters, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I am telling you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we will be changed. For the perishable must put on imperishable, and this mortal must put on immortality. That's what, in immortality, then we will come about the saying that is written, death has been swallowed up in victory, where, O oh, death, is your victory, O oh, where, O oh, death, is your sting. The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law, but thanks be to God who gives us victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's saying here, no one's going to get to heaven in their um, natural body, the perishable cannot inherit the imperishable and he's saying that not all will be what do you he say here what are the exact verbiage here he said not all will sleep but we will all be changed what he's saying is those who have died before christ's return on that glorious day the trumpet sound what he is saying is those who are dead in Christ will be raised with a new and perishable body. And then what he's saying is those who are alive at the time of his coming will not have to die physically and then be raised. No, we will see him and we will be transfigured and transformed in the twinkling of an eye. In that moment, our natural body will be transformed into a heavenly body. So if we're alive at the time of his coming, we will not need to die physically, but we will just be transformed. But if we are dead, In Christ at that time, then we will be raised gloriously. That's that's what the scriptures clearly say. This is the apostle Paul. He was preaching this to the church in Corinth, and it's not only in the church of Corinth. He talked about this to the Philippians, not in detail, not an entire chapter like he did in Corinthians, but he spoke about this in Philippians and in Colossians, and there's mention of it all throughout the scriptures. And so I believe this is something that we need to put our trust and our hope in. I'm going to read to you Daniel chapter 12 verses 1 through 3 Now at that time Michael the archangel the prince who stands guard over the sons of your people will arise and there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time and at that time your people everyone who is found written in the book or the lamb's book of life like like we know in the book of Revelation they will be rescued it says right here and many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake These to everlasting life, but others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. And those who have insight will shine like the glow of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead the many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. This is a prophetic picture. Of, the, of everything I'm speaking about right now. It's saying that those who are asleep in the dust of the ground, when Christ comes back, when those who are in the Lamb's book of life are rescued and Christ returns, it says that those who are asleep in the dust of the ground in Christ, they will be raised to everlasting life. And those who did not believe, they will go to disgrace and everlasting contempt. That is a picture of Uh, the other place. Okay. It's a picture of hell. And then it's talking about here. And those who have insight, those who are believers, they will shine like the glow of the expanse of heaven. Those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. So we will receive a glorified body. Those who have revelation of Jesus will shine. And those who lead many to righteousness, because they're believers, will shine like the stars forever and ever. And I want to end like this. This is a reality this is something that we can cling to and i'm telling you right now look it up research this online i'm not lying to you i'm being 100% clear with you according to the scriptures and if you have a difference of opinion i understand but this if you ask any scholar theologian they adamantly believe in the resurrection of the dead and there is more scriptures than you think right now and maybe maybe you have maybe you know this i'm sorry i'm not trying to talk down at all i just know that many people not many people study this out but I, I I took years when I was in Bible school and I loved this subject. I loved this aspect of the gospel. And I I dug into it because of, of Hebrews 6 where it said these are elementary teachings and I wanted to know the elementary things so I could love the elementary and love those things that, um you know, that you can graduate into that are the deeper things of the Lord. And so don't take my word for it. Dig into the scriptures you will find throughout the epistles and all over the New Testament, our references to the resurrection of the dead, not just for Christ, not just the resurrection of Jesus Christ and his um, heavenly body, but you will, also, you will also see elsewhere how it talks about our resurrection and the day we see him and how we will be transformed from imperishable to perishable, mortal to immortal. And so I want to actually I want to look up something really fast. These are things, these are interesting things that I'm just going to end right here. I said I was going to end already, but I'm going to end right here. These are things that the Bible says Jesus was able to do in his glorified body. He entered into rooms without going through doors. (laughs) This is interesting stuff, okay? This is in John 20, 19. Pretty much walked through the walls in his glorified body. He was able to disappear and reappear, all right? That's pretty spectacular. He ascended into heaven with his body. And there is a great description of what his glorified body was able to do in the book of Revelation, saying that he... Um, I believe there's measures of how he manifested his glorified body. It also said that Jesus, he still had scars in his hands and his feet. That is so interesting. And in his side, and and they were able to touch him. They were able to touch him. The apostles and, and, the, and the servants were able to touch him. So it's a physical glorified body. And then... His body was flesh and bone, like I said. His body could be touched and felt. He ate before their eyes. In Luke 24, 41, he ate in this glorified body. He was able to be recognized by his disciples and his followers, so he looked the same. And he appeared in the same body that his nails were driven into. I'm sorry, I'm just reading a list right here. That was in John 20, verse 19 and 21. So, we could probably go deeply into that, but I just want to end. This is interesting stuff. In his glorified body, he was able to do all of these things. It's supernatural yet earthly. And Jesus Christ, he is forever God and he has never stopped being God, but he also decided to wove, he has decided to, his humanity, his 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 divinity, excuse me, has been woven into our humanity. He became our side of the covenant to God. He put on human flesh and he never put off the human flesh. He died and he was raised again, a glorified human being, but being fully God and fully man still to this day at the right hand of the father, the firstborn of many brethren, meaning we will follow suit when we see him when he returns. And so I hope that blesses you today. I hope that sparks something in you that'll make you say, let's read into this. Let's research this. This is interesting. I want to study this. I want to pray into this and you will see it all throughout the New Testament and even pictures in the Old Covenant as well, like I read in Daniel chapter 12. And so bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be encouraged, blessed, awakened by the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I'll talk to you guys next time on Awaken Podcast. Hello everybody, Michael Lombardo here. Let me tell you about this amazing online store, The Hope-Filled Journey. Um, they'll definitely want to check that out today. Michelle and Renee Torres, they started up an online store in obedience to the Holy Spirit in the midst of a crazy year, full-time jobs, raising four small children. They stepped out in faith, and God is honoring it every step of the way. It's www.thehopefilledjourney.com. This is where you'll find extraordinary products, clothes, fashion accessories, jewelry, and more. You'll be able to find amazing clothes for spring, handmade jewelry. Their goal is to inspire faith through their product line as well as high quality in all they do and produce. Check it out. It's the hopefilledjourney.com. And also if you today if you go well, you got kind of promo code awaken, promo code awaken. If you go to the website, you can get 25% off of all full priced items and all orders over $60 will ship free. And so that's 25% off today, all full price items and any orders, $60 or more will ship free. And so make sure to go to the website that is www.thehopefilledjourney.com and make sure to use promo code AWAKEN.